Manamana. Yep, Manamana. Fucking Manamana. It's that is that has taken away some of my will to live, and it's already mostly gone anyway. You've just left me with a fucking slug slither, <laughs> fucking breath mint. Okay, well, hello and welcome to all lockdown. Now we laugh with today's very special guest, all the way from Guildford via China and Vietnam, Charlie Wallace. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Hello, good to be here. Well, <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be good to be here. But anyway, Charlie's been um, living in Scotland for the past year, and while he's been here, he started an online mic called Don't Mention COVID, which I've performed on a few times, and Comedy Dundee, which is about to have its second second event. Second show, yes. Second show second hosted by show. Connor Burns, a very good lineup. And on the 1st of July, if anyone within range is interested. <laughs> Tickets still on sale, Eventbrite. <laughs> Okay, well, I've gigged with Charlie quite a lot. Um, I've done, like, gigging your house, and I've done Don't Mention COVID a few times, although I consistently always mention COVID when I do it. Um, and last night, it's, it's actually, maybe Charlie's bad mood is because I sort of inadvertently, but almost certainly deliberately called him a cunt in his own show last night. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I deserve it. It's, um, I deserve it. You don't know why I deserve it, but I deserve it. <laughs> It was just, I don't know, it, just, it was just one of those things to, to say when you mentioned Guts for Garters and I said, well, we can't say mm. that or something. But, you know, the audience loved it, so, you know. <laughs> for, the, for those listening, I do a joke about the phrase, I'll have your Guts for Garters. And I asked, Jimmy, if um, if they have that in Scotland? And, uh, and he said, yeah, but only cunts use it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I use it sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And also filling in the listeners now a little extra dimension to that is I think Charlie was employing his school teacher skills and he noticed I was actually on my laptop at the time. So he decided to see if I was paying attention, which, yeah. you know, I, I used extreme cheek to prove that I was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice little, uh, little, little aside. <laughs> Played perfectly. Yeah, and it was that kind of night anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's an online mic, isn't it? It's oh, amazing. It? More of them don't degenerate into people calling each other cunts. <laughs> yeah, we're only about two minutes into this show, man. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so, like, how long is that you've been doing? Don't mention COVID. I think it's been like oh, um, not as long as I would have liked. It just took me ages to get around to it because um, it's kind of rusty with running shows. Uh, yeah, I think I started it in like February. Yeah, but I should have been doing it from the get-go. Really, I mean, it's it's not like particularly groundbreaking anymore. When I first heard the idea of doing a like a Zoom comedy show, it was locked. It was COVID. It was only a few months into COVID, and I just said, "Fuck that!" I just in my immediate instinct was like, "No, thank you. I'd rather just not do it at all." And I think a lot of people had that same reaction, but. I did eventually like come like sort of enough time passed where I thought, well, you know, it's better than nothing. And then yeah. I did a Zoom show and it was actually surprisingly all right. I mean, it's it's not too bad. It's not as good as live, but it's you know yeah. a good Zoom show can be like 70, 80 percent of the way there. Yeah, maybe cool, eighty is a bit generous. Seventy max. <laughs> but I mean, but, for a while, for a while, it was all we had. You know? mm. 
it was like video shows and there was Zoom shows and there was, you know, like kind of StreamYard style shows that were almost like Zoom, except you were guaranteed you wouldn't be able to hear the audience, you know? Like, and, it, and it has its benefits too. I mean, like if, if before this, when I was on stage, I, would, I was always not really sure what my face was doing. I was a bit like blank faced. Yeah, but but being on Zoom, being able to see myself, I'm it's really helped me hone like in real time. Like imagine performing in front of a mirror and getting laughed at the same time. Yeah. So, cool. I mean, I want to keep it going, just as a kind of a way of workshopping jokes. But like cool. not 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 as, at the moment, I'm doing it twice a week. I won't do it like that forever. Maybe like once a fortnight, once a month, because. If you, it, it's so easy to jump on the laptop, try a quick joke out quickly. That's really, that's much, so much. I mean, I used to spend like what, two, three hours traveling time, five minutes on stage. That, that ratio, <laughs> it kills you. Yeah. It does, man. It's, it's, especially going to other cities for that amount of time, you know. Or, or, or like go, go, traveling like 200 miles for a fucking gong show, like for 90 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and you get gonged off like 30. <laughs> and he was like, oh, if that happened to me, I'd like, you're paying my fucking petrol money, you prick there with the fucking gong. <laughs> but I think, I mean, with that amount of travel as well, it just seems, I mean, I, I've seen people go very far for a gong show, but I don't think I could do it. I know myself too well. And I, I know I would. I'd rather just set up one closer. <laughs> That's my trick. It's like, fuck that. <laughs> Traveling that far. I'll just start my own one. Yeah, but it's. Um... I don't know, gong shows, I've spoken about gong shows quite a lot in the show before, it's, it's something I think you need to, to to do, it's like improv and roasts and things, it's it's one of those things that you would never think about before you go into comedy, but once you've started doing comedy, you kind of see the necessity in it, even as you load it more than never you did before. never actually done one. Um, but gong show? No. I know, I know the concept, they just, if three people gong you out, that's it, you get off. Yeah. Well, it's... Um, mm. It's Leo Kers made the point on here before that it was it's the, they either want you to completely smash it or or die horribly on stage. There's no in between. You know what I'm saying? And it's that's very intimidating for a new act. You know? Hmm. But um, have you had an opportunity to do it and you've just shout out or like <laughs> have you just No, no, I haven't. No, there was there was a few when uh, oh I used to do it in uh, in Shanghai in China. There are a few, but I never got booked on one because there are only like three. Yeah. And there's like like there's like 50 comedians in Shanghai in circulation. So can't well, how, wait to get on every show. How long were you in Shanghai for? I was in Shanghai two and a half years. So um, do you know Michael Hart Herb, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him a few times on the, the live scene. I don't think I've actually gigged him in Zoom though. But um, yeah, I've seen him when he's come back to Glasgow. I think he's coming back as well. Uh, sometime this year. Hmm. But, um, all right. So, wait, wait, have you actually managed to hook up with any of your like contacts from Shanghai and the international scene? Um, well, for for Zoom mics, yes. Live shows, no. It's a bit of a commute. Uh, everyone yeah. has to get out. <laughs> and do you mind coming over for China for a tenner? <laughs> Ten minutes on stage. <laughs> I might get cut down to nine because we're running late. For a can of coke or a cup of paint. (laughs) But no, no, I have had like people, I've had one guy didn't even know it was me, messaging me. Right. And he was like, he was like, why you keep referencing Shanghai? How do you know where I'm from Shanghai? Where 
Do you know where I live? It's, like, it's me. It's Charlie, rude fucker. They just think they're talking to John Cleese because that's my icon. But I think maybe it's, if you've gigged like in Shanghai and the UK and things like that, I think maybe that's why you've embraced them because you can you can sort of appreciate sort of evolving or changing formats of comedy, you know? Yeah. Well, as I, I, the ones who've come on my Zoom show are the ones who left Shanghai as well. The one who stayed there, who took the risk and they stayed in China against every, every government's advice. Yeah. At one point, they were the only people on earth able to do stand-up comedy live because China got it sorted for, their, for everyone else. Their lockdown was ended. Yeah. And I've got as a good friend of mine sort of like on stage in front of a live audience going, I can't believe we're the only people on earth doing this. And it was true, they were. And I was like, you fucking bastards. I'm so angry. I left China, but like for many different reasons. But like one of the reasons was I thought, you know, I'd be able to start doing comedy properly in the UK. Yeah. yeah. I've performed <laughs> on a live stage maybe uh, four or five times since then. Since that year and a half period. Two of those, one of those times, it was my own fucking show. <laughs> so... But you know what? That's that's a can do spirit. You have to be sort of congratulated on that. You know, that's um, you've made it happen when there's so many others haven't. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I, I've took my time with it, but yeah, I do want to have weekend shows too. This this is the Thursday show is like the starter, yeah. charging five quid a pop. But I want to have like ten pound like Friday and Saturday shows. But I've got to find a different venue for that. My current yeah. venue is only interested in Thursday shows. So, so, yeah, I've got to find a larger one. And how are you finding sort of, um, cooperating with regulations for, for a show? Um, well, the, uh, the, my, the venue I've got is an experienced venue. They do lots of live music. So they, they know all that. They just sort of, they have it all set up yeah. correctly. Um, it was, we were, initially we were selling 45 tickets. We had to cut, bring it down to 35 because... I think like the local authority got nervous and were like, actually, we want two meters, not just one meter. Yeah. But it was enough, it was enough people to feel like a good show. It didn't feel echoey. And but are the audience sitting in bubbles like? Yeah, we got them in Zorbs. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles. Um, well, they're at the tables. So I suppose so, yeah. 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 It's yeah. up to them, is it? They buy tickets together, they buy tickets, tickets in groups. I'm just kind of wondering how it works. I've not actually been to any live gigs, even though there's been live gigs in the city. Like, um, and yeah, I've been lucky with this venue that, that they they handle all that that end. Because yeah, they, well, they know their stuff, and I not so much. And I had to run a show in normal circumstances, but this is uh, this is more of a challenge. We're um, we're having to bring up. I had to buy my own mic. We're going to start using an individual mic. Which oh, so is going to be interesting. So that's been implemented then. It's people bringing their own mics. Yeah, lots of people have bought their own mic. I just got one off um, Amazon. Um, actually, I didn't just say that word. Fuck Amazon. I did not just give Amazon a shout out <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> Fucking hell, I can feel the cold, icy cock of Jess Bezos up my gut. My ass fucking me in every conceivable way. <laughs> you confess to buying things off Amazon as well, so you're also cancelled. Like you're oh, shopping yeah. local. I I did. They, they said they said they haven't got it in stock. Try Amazon. 
But I don't know. I've, I've been thinking about getting like a radio mic, um, just because even though I miss using a microphone, I've actually enjoyed the the freedom of being able to use both hands, like you know, on stage, quote unquote, on Zoom. Yeah. I, I I just like you were saying when you're looking at your face more from recordings and things, you, you're actually it, it enhances the performance aspect. I'm definitely performing my set a lot more these days, and it's due to you doing so many so many Zoom gigs. No. Yeah. I mean, you can do different things. You can, you can zoom in on the camera. I'd like, be mm. really intent. Totally. You, you, you couldn't see that at home. This is, I just realised this is an audio. I just did something really impressive and stage crafty. So just take my word for it, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but it's, it's truly, it's, I mean, one of the first things I learned with him was that it, you, you basically just need to make use of the, the vehicle, you know? And like the first thing I said is maybe a reference to the fact that I look like I should actually be sending like a, a, a hostage video. Like, you know, I should, I should be saying, please send the money or, or, or I'll be killed out here in Colombia. Like, <laughs> you've got, some people have been very innovative. Like, you've seen John, you've seen John Carruthers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good with it. At one point, flip chart with a YouTube link. Yeah. <laughs> it was like trying to get people to copy it down. And then if well, some of us actually did copy it down, we visited it and it was a real video. And it was just him going, can't believe you actually did that. You're an idiot, <laughs> wasting your time. Got to find better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen rich. that set, but I didn't follow the link, so it actually does do that, then, yeah? I saw a guy, his name was Vigo Venn. He was on my mic once. I haven't seen him since. He was absolutely amazing. He he pretended his mic was out, and he was just sort of, like, <laughs> doing his set, like, just mouthing. <laughs> but it, it just became really strange. And then he pretended he had, like, tech failure, and then he pops up again in the group chat. And he was telling checks in the group chat and just, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's difficult to describe, but he, yeah, the, the people they were innovative with the medium, and people, people who like, I, I was, I was promoting one of the online mics, and someone commented saying Zoom stand up is not stand up, and it's like you were yeah. one of the fucking assholes who thought standing in a car park having people honk at you was somehow <laughs> better. I'm sorry, but like Zoom stand up is not quite the same as live, but it's better than fucking traffic jam. <laughs> Not only that, not only that. I mean, most most drive-ins actually utilise Zoom anyway. <laughs> they had to use Zoom to get it in the I've fucking. I've seen cars. videos. Here. It just it just sounds. It look, they look the comedian looks like they're surrounded because they've got a hundred different fucking headlights on them. They're like about to be gunned down by police, and they're telling jokes, and people are honking, and you have no idea if that honking is a laughter, is it heckling, or is it just someone in front is, you know, is needs to sit down lower in their seat. So they can see it. <laughs> the acts on stage having nightmares about Pixar films. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not like cars. Just waiting for Larry the Cable Guy to come on and that's it. We're out. Like, yeah. okay. I think Zorbing would have been a better medium, to be honest. <laughs> Just put the audience in a bunch of fucking Zorbs. <laughs> and then it'd be, and if one of them gets heckle, we get them heckly, it'd be much easier to kick out. Literally, just give them one boot and it's like a football. Get out the door. <laughs> Imagine, imagine being, imagine like a bouncer kicking that someone out of a venue and they're in a zorb. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Nothing you could do. You kick me about like a football. <laughs> well, do you know what, man? If, if you listen to the anti-vaxxers, that may actually happen soon anyway. Like, <laughs> we'll oh my just, God. We'll be in a zorb getting kicked in about our house. And... <laughs> And our, our 5G's and our fucking... Yeah. Our... 
or jabs. But um, so, did you ever go through a phase of the Zoom comedy where you basically done like tons in a night? Um, I did. I did. Initially, I was like setting my alarm to get up. Yeah. Really, like late at night or really early in the morning to catch like the US ones. Yeah. And yeah. then I started, did, did, I just sort of saw some, there are a few that were in my time zone based here. Yeah. And then I realized that there was a gap in the market. So I started my own one. It was, it was easier. And I just went through the, there's, a, there's pages and pages of them on the, um, sp- there's a spreadsheet where you get all these Zoom mic listings. Yeah. I yeah. just looked at the, I looked at the, for the I, I looked for the date that had the least in that time frame. Yeah. In that time zone. And that was Wednesday, so I started a Wednesday one, and then that got got quite popular. So I did Sunday too. Yep. And uh, yeah. Well, it's been a it's been a good week. I think I've done it about four times now, or something. Or... Some of them, some of them are like there's, there's definitely varying quality. I logged into one, and there were like three people. I was yeah. one of the three, <laughs> and the host was the other one. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the other person. Maybe they were the tech guy, but it, it, some of them are terrible. <laughs> I went to one where it's like they clearly didn't know how to spotlight someone. So if, if you're listening to this, spotlight is where you get the screen, the Zoom screen, to stay on one person. Yeah. Not whoever's. If you don't do that, the camera will switch to whoever's making the most noise. Yeah. So like I, I would tell a joke, and then the whoever's laughing loudest is going, ah, and then suddenly, and then suddenly they're spotlighted. Everyone can see them, and they're like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it'd be like if in a comedy club if you just had a spotlight that only shone on people who were laughing it would very quickly make them shut up because they'd feel self-conscious yeah, yeah I, you know, I the, the posters have been amazing too some of the posters people trying to make their own posters <laughs> yeah well you would you would have you would say that have an eye that you've got as a graphic designer listeners hint hint like <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh, that's another yeah if you want a poster 30, 35 dollars yeah per design now there's a facebook group called bad comedy flyers and it is hilarious it's just amazing just how many people can't even like someone said someone sent in a headshot with like three pixels in it <laughs> you know, what you just have it just like it always be done on microsoft word and they just type <laughs> all the details at the top and then the rest of it is just like a pixely foot of a microphone <laughs> i'm just thinking you know if you've got an amateur poster why are people not going to assume that you it's not going to be an amateur show yeah totally but i think i think that a lot of kind of old mic nights and things like that when people first start up especially when they first start doing comedy it's like and i can't do spirit you know, it's the same. People don't know well, what they can't. Yeah. They need a bit. They need. If you've got a can-do spirit, you do need a tiny bit of can't-do spirit too. <laughs> Otherwise, it just goes too far. Must must not do. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, there's a kind of tendency as well to like because it's all your mates. You don't want to leave anybody off the flyer. So like every single act that nobody's heard of is on the fucking flyer. Oh yeah, I did that the first uh, my first show. I, got, I just immediately booked ev- like pretty much everyone I knew, all my regulars, who were within driving distance. I was like, oh great. And now the next lineup, I haven't met any of them before. So it's a bit, it's a bit. I'm a bit, a bit nervous. It's like you've got twenty three names in the flyer, and you start getting private messages saying, "I can only stay at one in the morning, so I can only see you half the show." Yeah. <laughs> It's, but it just it just happens when you start doing comedy and you 
make shit flyers and get every single person you've ever met to fucking come on stage. Yeah, there's more comedians in the audience. That's always funny. And then, of course, you go and you go into some kind of forum, and all the pros hate you for it because you're the latest iteration of the constant pain in the ass for the past thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, the pros, they have like an, al- an alarm. It's like somewhere, someone who has less than five years experience is happy with what they've done. We need to <laughs> parachute in and disabuse them of their, of their delusions. It doesn't it's help. just like, oh, come on, leave them alone. They got one laugh. Let them enjoy it. It doesn't help that we all think we're the new Chris Rock. <laughs> it's I okay, I'm the new Chris Rock. Well, I did, man. My first gig, I thought, oh, fuck it, I'd, I'd changed the world. I thought I was living in... I thought I'd somehow punched into a new fucking universe. Like, one where I oh, wasn't yeah, a prick. Yeah. <laughs> I had that delusion too, yeah. Is, that's the thing, that you wouldn't... You would, no one would do it if it wasn't for delusion. You know, I think stand, <laughs> stand-up is one of those things where it, it, it cultivates delusion more than any other thing. If you think about it, when you... In order to get on stage to begin with, you need to build up an extraordinary amount of either courage or, or you know, just your delusion, basically. <laughs> uh, and you just, you get up there and, you, and you, you tell a joke and it's like the world doesn't end. And you feel <laughs> this tremendous amount of relief when you get off stage. And that, that euphoria, you could confuse that with success. <laughs> and that, 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 brings on the delusion i can remember when i first started probably in the first couple of months i remember thinking i haven't bombed yet and i hope i never do <laughs> it's like <laughs> no you bombed because i used to think if one person laughs in the five minutes then it counts as not bombing <laughs> no one laughs at all that's a bomb it's like no definitions <laughs> the bar's a little bit higher than that charlie <laughs> <laughs> I, think I remember quick. I used to get so nervous. Like if I had like a show on Thursday, I'd start getting nervous on Monday. It would ruin my entire week. <laughs> you also start <laughs> to get selective hearing when it comes to the difference between background noise and laughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that, that person's uh, laugh sounds like a glass shattering. That's weird. But when, it, when it's time to quit, it's when you start going, this guy gets it. <laughs> There's one guy that's laughing at something out the window, you know? <laughs> yeah, or something they just thought of. I remember one time I was in hysterics at an open mic, and the guy thought because of his jokes, but it wasn't. It was because he looked and sounded like a like dwarf, very camp version of a good friend of mine. So it was, it was just really, really funny. He was so... He looked exactly like him, but like half the height and really, really camp. And it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't. I just wished my friends were with me to see it. We'd have all been howling, laughing at it. But he, the guy thought he was doing amazing. I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> I was too busy laughing. You have no got, idea to this day. You should have got some embittered pros around and tried to convince them that there actually is a factory where they're making them. <laughs> So, but I have the yeah, it, it is something I've, I've noticed like comedians who've been doing it like less than a year they start producing like tour posters with the dates of all the open mics they're doing. Do you think what is just focus on <laughs> joke writing, right? You, who's gonna follow you on tour? <laughs> oh, I'm on tour. Oh no, <laughs> you're on meth by the sounds of it. <laughs> I've still, I've got like. 
I think I've got a Facebook page for literally every single other thing I do in my life but comedy because I know what, what people say about comedy pages too soon. <laughs> I haven't done that. There is no comedy page for me. There's, there, 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 <laughs> no. won't be. there won't be until income from my jokes is more than the income from me doing other things that are comedy. That's, <laughs> that's the bar I'm setting. No one's like, oh, that Charlie's good. I'm gonna, I want to like <laughs> drive to a different town to see him. Like, no one's saying that. <laughs> no one's like paying people... petrol money to see me. People ask you if you've got a Facebook comedy page, and you're like, what the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> I'm not that type of comedian. I know my no. spot, right? Fuck off. Follow me on Instagram. It's no jokes on it. It's just pictures of Scotland looking a bit nice. <laughs> That's my comedy page. <laughs> and the worst thing is stand-up comedians who just try and make memes. Yeah. Like even I've seen like even seasoned veteran just absolutely <laughs> fall flat on their face because they think they think, oh that's easy. I, if I can make like a three hundred people laugh, I can make a little fucking meme, and it's like it's different. That's a it's different thing, sense yeah. of humour. And you get it's doubly good. offended at that because you're a graphic designer as well. <laughs> no, I don't mind a shit, me. So that attacks the core of your soul. <laughs> I don't mind a poorly made meme as long as it's funny, but I've seen people like, it's like, what is that? Like, man, Jesus. <laughs> well, I went through a little phase of making memes towards the end of last year, like the differences between 2019 and 2020. And I, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I've like seen them. somewhere I've just gone, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> No, but it was all stuff like 2019 is a big burger, a proper off-the-menu McDonald's burger, and then 2020 is like fucking Michael Douglas standing there with that horrible wee burger from the film. And it was all really, really clever memes like that, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, thank God you were there. <laughs> yeah, man, basically, I, I, I like to think... Might not have made it. I, th- I like to think I single-handedly saved a bad year with those memes. <laughs> and then, I, you know, just when people were least expecting it, I changed tack. And I made the 2020 the bad one and 2021 a hopeful image. And I have to say, I stopped doing it. <laughs> I want, I, have you ever seen Clickhole, which is a Facebook page? And um, no, I don't think so. It's run by the onion, so they basically run spoof clickbait and spoof memes. And if Clickhole was going to do it, it's like if 2019 was a calendar, they just have a photo of a 2019 calendar. Yeah. Uh, if 2020 was a calendar, it'd just be like a 2020 calendar with someone pouring baked beans on it, just really like <laughs> abstract, crazy. They, they said, like, we put a ghost pro on a sparrow, and you'll never guess what happened. You just see the camera sort of like hop up and down and fall over, it's too heavy. <laughs> oh we didn't know how to make gifts so we just had this guy look shocked into the camera 200 times in the video and it's just a guy going (laughs) thick hole is one of my favourite things on the internet you should uh, look and have a look but I think think these types of after me ideas and things have became more maybe not deservedly but definitely more important in people's lives just trying to fucking stave off the boredom of being in the house so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, there can be some really good ones and, you, and it's, it's yeah. probably not just one person making all the good ones. It's the yeah. hive mind. It's yeah. just the way it works. It's like the best that humanity can come up with in terms of like a shit joke. 
throw, gets yeah. thrown to the surface. Yeah, it's and the, yeah, that's like, like the, the classic one that woman screaming, crying from um, Real Housewives and the cat. I mean, you can just apply <laughs> so much to that. I, like, I never Leo, understood that. <laughs> Leo, Leo as well. Like, just like the the nasty image of Leo DiCaprio from fucking um, the Django Unchained, and he's just like, oh really yeah, that one, that look. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I seen a really good one of that where it was like people. Somebody was saying, um, all these people are afraid to get. 5G or vaccines or whatever, and it's and it's like that image plastered on a phone sticking out someone's pocket. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's like the one thing they always miss the real conspiracies, don't they? Yeah, but it's um, I don't know. Have you had? Have you vaccinated? Sorry. I had the first jab. Yeah, um, it's quite funny actually. I went in went Head Hall, which is a big Dundee centre, and I had a mask on and they said we want you to put another mask on right. what <laughs> i don't know why like i had like like quite a good face mask a95 <laughs> one that fits around your face and they said no you've got to wear this government issue one it's basically just a blue triangle no not right. blue a blue rectangle right, a blue right. rectangle and it's like that's not the shape of a face why is that <laughs> just put it on over the other one so i'm wearing two face masks looking like a real like dork like a really Really want to please the doctor. <laughs> I sit down, and as he's about, to, Neil's about to go, and he says, "Oh, you're the, um, you're the guy running the comedy show." <laughs> the doctor says, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, and he's like, oh, "I messaged you. Can I have a spot?" <laughs> and I was like, um, "Yeah, sure." And uh, it was uh, the needle went he, in gently. I was going to say, then he surreptitiously want... changed. Then he surreptitiously changed the vaccine. He <laughs> gave you the different needle when you said yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was gonna be. Yeah, it would have been. It was. If I said yes. It was Pfizer. If, it, if I hadn't said yes, it would have been like an old AstraZeneca. They left that in the sun. That, I was they put it in with that. a fucking rusty needle. I was actually <laughs> going to mention that because I remember you mentioned that um, at the show last week. Because you, you didn't, you didn't just give him a spot. You made him the host. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> so um, you must have got some right fancy vaccine. <laughs> Because he said he did send me he sent me a, he sent me a video where he was quite energetic and yeah. interacting a lot with the crowd. And what I found with guest host is not many people want to do crowd interaction, yeah. which is something I'm looking for really. Yeah. And he, he thought it would be a great choice, and he came on, and his Wi-Fi was appalling, so that kind of ruined that one. Um, <laughs> I was a good show last week. I enjoyed it last week. Was fun, yeah. Was fun. Um, yeah, it didn't degenerate. I also, uh, me I also picked him as well. <laughs> <laughs> didn't degenerate, no, into, into fucking Spice Girl puns as, as the <laughs> as the previous guest host did. No, um, I actually I will be offended by this, but another reason I picked him is because his accent is quite mild, and the reason for that is you get a lot of Americans who come on who don't understand a fucking word you're saying. <laughs> and guess what? The Americans didn't understand him either. It's like the slightest, <laughs> the slightest hint of a brog, and they just their brains shut down. They cannot understand it at all. I don't know how, why the hell, LL, they understood Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Shrek because that's a fake Scottish accent. A yeah, that, that's, like, uh, that that is true. Is a fake. 
He's a fake Scottish accent. One of my favourite gigs, man, was in New York last year, and it was these two like women that must have been in their seventies or possibly eighties, and it was like one of them was called Sheila, right? And I know this because our friend was saying, "What's he saying, Sheila? What? I don't know what he's saying." And I said, "I don't know, but he's hot though," which is like, <laughs> which was just wrong and weird in so many different fucking levels. But you know, I took the compliment and I done the gig. And I got laughs whether or not my jokes were actually understood. I will never know. And I'm certainly not fucking Facebook messaging me to find out. <laughs> so have you, uh, like, how many gigs do you think you've done, like, around the world? Well, what you mean, in how many different places have I done comedy? Well, just in Zoom, just now. Oh, in Zoom? Um... Oh, I don't know. It's it's like, well, there's, I had some friends of mine from Vietnam who t- tuned in. It's it yeah. probably the farthest to feel, Vietnam. I had people from South Africa, America, Canada. I think there's a South America at some point. Um, but yeah, the English-speaking world, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 done, I've done more. I think I've probably done comedy more places live than in yeah. Zoom. Right, well. Yeah. I did one gig in Egypt. I was on holiday there. Cool. And it was just a bunch of guys in their living room. And uh, there was no alcohol <laughs> in Egypt. <laughs> that, was, that was, it was fun though. I, like, it was fun. And then uh, I've done uh, Thailand, Taiwan. Never got to do Cambodia. Vietnam, obviously. Yeah. Um, China, of course. Lots of China. Cool. And I'm trying to think where else. I think that's about it. I definitely think that the, the variety of places that you've done live gigs is why you've sort of jumped headfirst into doing Zoom and managed to get a, a gig going in Scotland again. People, more people need your can-do spirit, Charlie. Well, <laughs> thank you. I, I had, I did help run a comedy club in Shanghai about two years. Nice. Cool. We it was pretty big at one point. We we had like uh, like Bill Bailey, Dylan Moran. Um, cool. uh, the last one before we imploded was uh, Ardell O'Hanlon. That was Very fun. Cool. Um, yeah. Major, major comedian doing comedy in a burger restaurant because <laughs> we'd fucked up the licenses. Uh, he was he was very sporting about that. Um, <laughs> anyone else, I feel, would have just like told us to go fuck ourselves. Um, but he understood the situation and just did his best and I'm eternally grateful to him for that he's a lovely guy well I mean it would the world wouldn't make sense anymore if the guy that played Dougal turned out to be a cunt he's 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 he's, yeah he's he's very he's quite quiet and reserved and very intelligent yeah yeah but he's no he's not a cunt no no I I don't think that I mean Dougal's got a a niceness I don't think he'd be faked (laughs) Is he? Is he though? Is he that nice? I don't know. I just, I just don't like thinking that the guy that plays Dougal could actually be a fun. And you've proved that he no. isn't. So, well, not proved it, but he's he said that he isn't. He's saying he works. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I feel like I owe him though. Like I just need. I've, at least I can vouch that he's a good person on this very, very popular podcast. And uh, <laughs> and, and that way the word will be out. Yeah. And uh, all the rumors will go away. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get your fan letter from tomorrow. We yeah. had him. We had him like in a venue in Shanghai, in our venue in Shanghai, and then like the the, the Shanghai 
Culture Bureau was getting looking at us more and more intensely. So yeah. we had to move it at the last minute to a neighboring city that had a different culture bureau. Right. And um, the guy who booked the venue neglected to tell me until the last day that it was actually more of a restaurant than the venue. <laughs> he also neglected to mention that he booked it on the day all the student population had left the city. So it was fucking empty, basically. <laughs> and that also that our, our tech guy, our sound recorders, wasn't available to go down either. So we were on um, two wireless microphones that uh, died during punchlines, actually. <laughs> Despite this ongoing list of disaster, he's still done the gig. What, yeah. a, what yeah. a mensch. <laughs> what, and, and you know what else he did? He even came out of the storage cupboard we annexed as his dressing room <laughs> to interact with the audience, some of whom may have shouted out, where's Mrs. Doyle, more than once, which I think was <laughs> legendary. Right, okay, I don't want you to confirm or deny this, but I'm now picturing him using, like, a mustard or ketchup as a mic. <laughs> what? Using mustard or ketchup as a mic. <laughs> the burger. <laughs> I don't, I don't want mind. to confirm Dr. Man. <laughs> That's just how I'm going to think of that from now on. This is a local comedy show for local people. <laughs> so you've There'll got... Be no uh, microphones here. <laughs> so you've got a gig coming up on the 1st of July. Um, and yes. Thursday, 1st of July. Stu- is it Studio 57? Or number 57? Number 57. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dundee. It's a, and- it's a traditionally music venue, but they wanted to branch out. And I wanted a comedy venue, so yeah. Well, and, and you've happily met in the middle, um, and you've got Connor Burns hosting and um, a few other acts on as well. Yeah. Um, so I've also, as well as myself, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ray Brogan, Colin Higgins, Luis Alcada, he's local, Ross Leslie, and Mick McNeil. Cool. Well, they're all pretty much get quite a lot in Glasgow. All of them except for Ray, I think. Raise it, raise it from Glasgow too, yeah. Yeah, but I've not gigged with her. Apparently, she's um her. she's doing really well. She's yeah, doing yeah, a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See that mm. from Facebook, even though, um, I, last time I was in Dundee to do a gig was with Lewis, but it wasn't Icebreaker. It was um a kind of a weekend of gigs at a pool hall and a curry house converted church curry house. It was quite an interesting weekend. We were sharing the bill with um, the Solar Suns Heavy Metal Band. And um, Pete Gibbons, Pete Gibbons, folk singer, <laughs> and me and Lewis and another comedian. It was it was quite a night. Pete Kick Malley put that um, together. It was quite interesting. It was a good night. Did All you weekend. go before or after the band? Um, I think that the band were definitely after me. Oh, uh, I, I, I remember hearing them when like I um, went out for my fag. <laughs> Imagine following like a thrash metal band. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was kind of well, it's, it's Pete Kamali. He's been on the show. He's, he's like he's a com- he's a comedian, but he's also like a a concert uh, compere and things. And it was his kind of homecoming gig. It was it was it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. And we spoke about it on the show before. But um, so what else have you got coming up in your calendar? Do you have? Um, a we've got fifteenth, fifteenth, fifteenth of June. we're doing it. Trying to do it every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to plan ahead by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's on the fifteenth. Yeah. She's on the fifteenth. Yeah, um, got a uh, surprise host for that. I'm not going to say who it is now because I don't want it to affect sales for the first. 
be honest. <laughs> but um, I really, he's doing it as a favour. He happens to be in the area anyway. Yeah. Um, and really punching above my weight with this one. Like, <laughs> like it's going to be difficult to follow it. But yeah, we've got a really good host for the 15th. Cool. And have you got um, any other gigs out with um, your own? Are you getting gigs where you're not putting yourself on stage? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no, well, I'm, 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 I, I can't go to all this effort and not go on stage. So I'm going to alternate between doing tens and, and fives. So just on the 15th, I'll the just time. be doing, I'll just be doing a five. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to become one of those, you know. I don't want to become one of those, like, otherwise it's just, you know, promoters booking other promoters and promoters doing it. And it's, oh, God, this is, we've got to sit through him because he... <laughs> Otherwise, the ticket prices will go up because, you know, that's the kind of spiteful cunt he is. <laughs> well, I've only arranged two online gigs and I, you know, made myself opener and headliner of, like, one another. Like, <laughs> but I was headliner of the first one and I made myself opener of the second one. So at least it looks like maybe I kind of might have learned something in the interim. <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes sets both times. <laughs> No, I am. I, I either close or host. Yeah, because um, I've got to I've got to close out because I've got to like do the announce. I've got to do a bit of self promotion at the end. Right. right. Like, oh yeah, with the plug all the other stuff. How do you do the flyers? How do you how do you promote your flyers and your your live gigs? Is that just? Uh, well, I've <laughs> I've got like. <laughs> I've got. Um, uh, if everybody just, just like... tunes into their Zoom for a second, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like like eight of, of my best flyers. I just yeah. sort of show them to you and say, hey, if you want a flyer, I've got an event coming up, you want a flyer, here's what I do. Yeah. Um, I was actually booked by James Gardner. Right, cool. To do one. Yeah. And then he said, oh, actually, could you send me some examples of your work? So I did. I haven't heard back since. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I need to get a better portfolio, better selection. During my set last week, he actually put in the group chat and um, smashing it, Jimmy, which I thought was a heckle and stopped to read it. But so, like, it was nice of him to say, but it may as well have been a fucking heckle. Yeah, I'm going to have to nip that. I'm going to I'm going to have to introduce that as a rule. Don't message people during their fucking sets. Unless <laughs> only I'm allowed to do that. I message people to say, you've got one minute left or like, time's up. Like, really, time's up. <laughs> Some people don't notice. See, it's your school teacher bearing that, like, that, that same gig. When you said time's up, I was like, "Can I finish my joke, please, sir?" <laughs> Hand up, no. <laughs> and you, you let me finish my gig, so you're not, you're not that much bad a school teacher. <laughs> it's, it's not hard and fast. Like you can't, if, if you can't, they want to cut someone off in the middle of a joke. <laughs> just you know, like wrap it up. No more tags. Just... <laughs> That's just brutal, like, isn't it? <laughs> I think one of the worst times in comedy, though, is when somebody says, "I'm just finishing this." And then it's still talking five minutes later. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair to do that. I've seen it happen quite a lot. I've, I've learned to associate those those words with hope. <laughs> it means, oh, it's nearly over. Thank Christ for that. So I'll just finish on this. Oh, or just start ordering the takeaway. <laughs> Take the meal in the microwave. I seen an act in Glasgow say, "Oh, there's a promoter just signalling for me to go off the stage, so I've got another five minutes." <laughs> Fucking hell! Well, they did. I mean, they wrapped up, but they just made out they were going to still talk for another five minutes. You know, 
was... in our Shanghai club, we had a traffic light mounted to the ceiling. So you get like green, you're good. Yellow means you've got one minute left. Red, time's up. Okay. And, uh, and we'd maybe flash the red. Some people, one person, one, one girl who went over by like, uh, I think she, she went over by like three minutes. And she, and she got off stage angry and said, do you mind not flashing that light at me? It's really distracting <laughs> and unprofessional. Like, Fuck you! I think we're back onto the theme of schoolboy errors. <laughs> I had one person, I was flashing it and flashing it, it's like for goodness' sake! And I then I realised like embarrassingly late that he was blind. Oh, <laughs> couldn't see the fucking light. Right. So I was like, "What's this fucking wanker? Who do you think, who do you think he is? <laughs> Get off the stage! Been on there for seven minutes." Right. Well. But, um, all right, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, hopefully we'll have you, back on. On. we'll have you back on to talk about, I would say about your return to stage, which you usually say at this point, but you've actually already been back on stage by the time you get into this podcast. The, the world's oh, turning upside I've, down. I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I've done I mean, it I'm twice now. Yeah, fuck up. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've went to a festival that didn't happen and, you know, <laughs> essentially get booed off by a community centre. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That, that has been my life. Real comedians don't need audiences. They get the laughs anyway. Okay. They find a way. Real comedians don't need audiences. They've got Zoom. <laughs> Thinking of getting like an amplifier on like wheels and a microphone and just going around the park, just doing bits at people. <laughs> when you're joking, but I've genuinely thought of that. Like, seriously. <laughs> Busking like yeah yeah, and just standing in the street. But it's like I've only got just, five just, minutes of material. What if what, people keep walking by? Insult comedy, like just go up to <laughs> like an old couple on a bench feeding the ducks and say, "Oh, what the fuck are you two doing, eh?" Well, it was a choice between getting beat up for that or getting beat up for taking photographs in Glasgow. So I went for the photographs. <laughs> I've seen your photos. They look nice. They look nice. But there's a, there's a definite running theme. Everything's being shut down, or is it just oh, yeah. coincidence? That Everything was happens to be shut down. Everything was shut down, but I've started to take more photos of people coming back to life, or the city coming back to life. But I like, I like, I like going out to places like just in nature and taking photographs and all that as well. I've really kind of doubled down in my interest in photography over lockdown. It's been I mean, one thing I would say keeping me sane, but you know, you've just spent another talking to me. So, like, right. <laughs> cheers. Thanks very much for coming on, Charlie. It's good to see you, man. Thank you very much for having me. Mana, mana. Do, 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 do. Manamana, did it, 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 did it